Welcome again to the 1% in Recovery podcast. <laughs> We're talking about recovery. Recovery makes me excited. Recovery is beautiful. Your EQ is your IQ. The whole goal with the 1% in Recovery is to get people to really understand addiction, recovery, emotional intelligence, mental health, all these big words. <laughs> now, if you're in early recovery, if you've been in recovery for a while and you work the steps, or if you've been trying to work the steps or trying to understand the program and you're stuck, <laughs> don't worry. Now out is the 90-day 12-step road to freedom. It is a online course with coaching. And see, together, the online coaching and the course guide you through the 12 steps and you get through the other side in 12 weeks, 90 days. And then you're a new person. You truly understand yourself so much better. That self-awareness. And that kind of leads into today's episode. Today's episode is the word gambling. Now, the gambling industry likes to say that gambling is entertainment. I say gambling is gambling. It is not entertaining when you lose consistently. When any type of gambling game is set up for you to lose. They are so few winners. That is the one fact that they don't want to tell you, even though they are making so much money. The Vegas Strip hotels, they can rake in a billion dollars in revenue per month. Per month. And even the smaller casinos, sports books around the country that everyone is so desperate to get their hands on this money. No different than a drug dealer. They're just trying to extract money. And the thing is, is that most people will lose and the majority of their customers are compulsive gamblers. They are problem gamblers, and that's why they're constantly throwing out the net and making it bigger and bigger. How many more people can we get? That is why they aggressively, and I mean aggressively, and also predatorily go after all kinds of demographics. Right now, it is young adults, even young women. So they start off the men that play sports that are in fantasy sports, that are playing fantasy sports in high school. It's almost like grooming them in. And then once they get to college, even if they're under the age of 21, these gambling in the gambling industry is desperate to make deals with universities, with states, with media. And they're spending millions, even billions of dollars in ad spending. They are getting big-name athletes, big-name actors. You've seen the commercials. They're on the Super Bowl. <laughs> there was one commercial two hours prior to kickoff on responsible gambling. Well, right before kickoff, there was commercials about gambling sites. Throughout the game, it was about gambling sites. They are now packs. They are, they are aggressively trying to associate themselves with universities and then get all the emails and they're going to do a blast email to their entire student population. They don't do that with alcohol or cigarettes, 
but they're allowing it with gambling. It's as though these universities don't understand. Now, I understand the gambling industry. They're a business. They're trying to make money. I get it. Hey, we all are in business trying to make money in one form or fashion. What they don't seem to understand is that they are trying to almost sugarcoat what they're really doing. They're really trying to bury people. They say that they don't want anybody to get in trouble, but it goes against their business model. Their business model is not to have everyday person gambling once a month. Unfortunately for them, for the gambling industry, the casino industry, the sportsbook industry, even though here in the Texas legislature, the lobbyists don't want to be called casino lobbyists. They want to be known as gaming lobbyists. They're very strategic with the words they use. This is a gaming industry, not a casino industry, not a sportsbook industry, not a gambling industry, a gaming industry because it makes it sound like it's some type of video game. They also like to say that gambling is just your entertainment dollar. <laughs> it's not entertainment when you consistently lose. If I opened up your wallet and, or your purse and took out your cash, you wouldn't actually say that that's very entertaining. <laughs> but they are very strategic in their words. And they also have that stamp of approval from all these states. All these states magically think that they're going to raise all this extra revenue for education or for any other need that the estates have, as well as provide jobs. Here is a statistic that they don't like you to say. For every person, I got this statistic from the Illinois Council, the Illinois Council of Problem Gambling, that every one person who is labeled a compulsive gambler, problem gambler, he is affect, he or she is affecting eight other people. So it's not this, oh, it's only 2-3% of the population. I believe it's actually probably you know, closer to 6%. And it's only going to increase, especially as you're getting younger and younger students, adults, even females. So you have now probably, it's not like alcohol, even though people that live with an alcoholic or even a drug addict they are affected. But if a person in the household is gambling and all of a sudden that there is no more money for rent or for normal expenditures or to do anything, their lives are affected. Retirement's gone. Futures, gone. College fund, gone. Trusts, gone. That is why gambling affects so many more people. And I'm assuming that number is only going to increase as all the hotline numbers around this country have increased the number of calls. As each state legalizes sports, sports betting, there's many more calls that are being called on the hotline. And that needs to be addressed. So they are, again, very strategic, and they try to align themselves saying, well, the states, and that's, an, look, I, I put a lot of this blame on politicians, on university presidents, on the media, 
and not realizing the devastation. It is hard to even get someone in the media to do a story on recovery. Seems like they can easily take the gambling dollars, the ad dollars, and it doesn't want to be a conflict of interest. I challenge any newspaper, any radio, any TV, do a story on me as well as other people in recovery. I know countless people around the country. I can get you in touch with psychologists, other types of healthcare workers, and of course, gamblers, men and women of all ages. So we come back, we're going to be talking about words. Now, I, as you know, I'm a big believer in words and how powerful they are. When I did my course, The 12 Steps Explained, I do three questions for each step. And I freely give out the first two questions. The first question, if you really want to stop an addiction, is, is write down all your goals. Write down where you're going, your spiritual goals, your family goals, your financial goals, your social goals, your educational goals, your health goals. But number two, which is so important, equally, if not so more so, is what you tell your subconscious. I deserve love. I deserve recovery. I deserve to have a good day at work, a good workout. I'm going to cook a good meal. I'm going to be able to walk my dog or pet my cat or to be with all these wonderful people. I'm going to laugh today. That is feeding your subconscious saying that the world is either going to uplift us or it's going to punch us. Some days we're up, some days we're down. But no matter what, nothing, nothing affects our mind, our heart, our soul. Because we are enriched with words that we empower ourselves. We are our own cheerleader. And it's no different than what the gambling industry is trying to sugarcoat what they're doing. They're trying to take your all your money. That's essentially what they're trying to do. Because once it's too late, then they kind of say, well, you should stop now after you have a mountain of debt. So... We are going to finish this podcast by really paying attention to the words we tell ourselves and also the words that are also used, whether it's even, it's also with alcohol, but especially with gambling. Gambling is not entertainment. Gambling is gambling. There is no such thing as a gaming lobby. It is a casino sports book lobby. That's what they're trying to push through every state legislator. So with that I tell yourself and I'll tell yourself is I love me and I love you sending you out a big hug saying that you deserve recovery. You deserve to live your best life. With that, we are going to conclude this episode of the 1% in recovery.